Episode 10, The Noblest Thing You Can Do. Welcome to Episode 10 of Life's Essentials, where Prem Raud looks further into what your mind wants to question and what your heart longs to experience. The mind seeks reason why you will be okay. Your heart knows the reason won't satisfy you, but a feeling. There are questions the mind is not equipped to contemplate and answers it cannot fathom. When it comes to true understanding, allow your heart to do the listening. For more information, go to www.premrout.com. This podcast is brought to you by Udo's Choice, made with your health in mind. Health is your birthright and natural state. For more information on our award-winning supplements, go to udoschoice.com. How are you? Good? Yeah. That's good. Guten Tag. <laughs> so, <clears throat> what I want to talk to you about today is that we have a problem. And it's a pretty big problem, I think. And it's something that, unless this problem is really resolved some way, Generation after generation of people are going to get lost. So, of course, the question is going to be, what's the problem? Don't you want to know? What is this problem? What is this severe problem, <laughs> a big problem? Well, one problem is I didn't turn on my microphone. I should do that. Because it records. So, I can do that. It's pretty easy. There we go. The other thing... The other big problem, <laughs> really big problem, is this. We know how to ask questions. And we all do. But we don't know how to hear the answer. So everybody is busy asking questions. But how do you receive in your life the answer? And it's important to know. Because one thing you are going to continue to do is to ask questions. And your mind, your mind very much wants to ask questions. And let me make this very clear. 
It does. Mind does want to ask questions. And it's perfectly okay for the mind to ask questions. And more questions, fine. The problem isn't the questions. The problem is not the questions. The problem is you don't know how to receive the answer. So you keep asking, keep asking. The answers keep coming too. But you don't know how to receive the answer. And this is a problem. Because how are you going to move forward in your life in a relatively calm, can you close that door? Calm, beautiful way when this ambiguity keeps existing. You want to know? That's not a problem. So now let's just get to some questions. <laughs> what are the questions that you ask? Because that will very clearly establish the seriousness of this. Is there a divine? What in you asks that question? Your mind asks the question. You've heard the word divine. You've heard the word infinite. Do you want to know what the infinite is? Even you ask the question, is there something like that? Is there an infinite? Don't you want to know the answer to it? I can put it in other terms. Haven't you at some point in your life asked the question, is there a God? Especially when you were in big trouble <laughs> and he kept calling and kept calling and kept calling and nobody is answering you and you're like, oh my God, you know, something needs to happen here. Is there a God? Your mind asks the question. Can you blame the mind for asking that question? Absolutely not. So there are people who tell you, stop the mind. Stop the mind from asking these questions. But this is not possible. Because the mind is very curious. And will continue to ask these questions. Is there anything like peace? Have you not asked that question? Have you not asked, is the, if peace is inside of me, then how come I don't feel it? Have you not asked the question, will I be okay? 
Have you not asked the question, will these problems ever go away? Have you not asked the question, will I be happy again? So, here's the problem. <laughs> the questions are not the problem. Let the questions come. That's not the issue. Let the questions come. But how do you receive the answer when it comes? Because if you use your mind to receive the answer, mind is incapable of receiving that answer. It can ask, but it can't receive the answer. And you need the answer. So do you have something in you that can receive that answer? And the answer is yes. And it's called your heart. Some questions the mind has no problem understanding. But some questions the mind cannot understand, cannot fathom, has no mechanism in it. to contemplate, to picture, to understand. So when it comes to the divine, a mind has no problem asking the question, but try to give it an answer, and it gets more confused. The heart has no problem. The heart understands, because the heart works with experience, not just simply with questions. The heart is, let's feel it. So, you fall in love, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, your mind is asking the question Are you in love? Somebody asks a question Do you love somebody? And you say, yes, who is it? Maybe it's your wife, maybe it's your husband, maybe it's your girlfriend. Maybe it's your boyfriend. Next question, why? Why do you love that person that you love. Why? And the mind is, I bah, 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 bah. right? Oh, I, I, I. Because <laughs> you look at you look at a child. Have you have you gone to a supermarket? And sometimes they have children and they're crying in there, screaming, screaming. And the mother is frustrated, the child is frustrated. And if that moment you were to stop both of them and ask the mother, do you love this child? And she will say yes. And then ask her, why? He's a brat. 
exchange him for another one. Why do you love this person? Mind has no answer. The heart does. And it's not in words. It's in a feeling. It's an experience. When the question comes, will you be okay? The mind seeks reason. Why is it that you will be okay? And the heart knows there will not be a reason why you will be okay. It will be a feeling that you will be okay. Because when you feel okay, <laughs> when you feel good, it isn't a reason. It's a feeling. Peace is not a formula. It's a feeling. And when it comes to the feeling, it goes into the department of the heart, out of the department of mind, and goes into the department of the heart. So, how would you define <laughs> what time is it? Have you, you have never asked that question? Of course you have asked that question. Somebody, what time is it? And there are two answers. There are two answers. One answer is a very, very pragmatic answer. And it is, oh, it's four o'clock. And the, the way heart answers that question, it is time to be happy. It is time to be fulfilled. That creates so much confusion for people. But all you have to do is figure out what answer the heart will give. Will the mind understand it? No. No. Four o'clock, it's the time to board the airplane. And the heart is like, no, it is time to be content. It is time to be happy. Can you do both? Can you board the airplane and be happy? Almost. But it can be done. There is a part of you that is connected to something incredible. Incredible. There is this, there is this divinity 
There is this infinite, there is this power, there is this power that is so powerful, so present, and it's everywhere. That's how powerful it is. It defies time. Time has no meaning for this. This is how powerful it is. It defies explanation absolutely. Absolutely. And so it has been described in the most amazing ways. Was, is, and will be. Being described as the divine. And those who felt this was, is, and will be, also know about you. And they described you. And how did they describe you in that context? Wasn't, is, and won't be. This is marvelous, incredible. How does it work? Kabir, long time ago, described it as ocean is full of drops. But they're not called drops, they're called the ocean. And then from that ocean comes a drop which is you. From that ocean comes a drop which is you, and in this drop there is the ocean. In this drop there is the ocean, and few know about this. So, from that which was, is, and will be, you come... And you happen to be, wasn't, is, and won't be. And when it is that you are that, that infinite is in you. And why? Why? So that you can experience the infinite. So you can experience the infinite.
underline that statement. You can experience the infinite because when you were not you, you were with the infinite but not as you. Not as you. For you to be you, you have to separate from that infinite, but that infinite is in you and you can experience that infinite. That is the highest thing you will ever be able to experience. That will be the most noble thing you will be able to do. That will be the most incredible thing you will be able to do. It will be the highest achievement that you could possibly have as a human being. Nothing more. You could not learn anything better. You could not experience anything better. And you think this is me talking? I'm just repeating what has been said. Of all the things you do, busy doing all the things you do, none of those things can be considered the highest achievement. The highest achievement will be experiencing the infinite that is in you. And who will know this? Your mind or your heart? And here, you have to know which one. See, so far, you have become very, very good at trying to satisfy your mind. You are busy day and night trying to satisfy your mind. The heart's proof for reality is very simple. Experience it. If it experiences, you experience it, you know it's there. What is mind's way of figuring out if something that it cannot figure out exists? Believe it. 
So you get off on a tangent of belief. <laughs> How much of a tangent of belief is this world on about? Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know, <laughs> that's what are the definitions of cult? Cult. And this is not the official definition because the official definition is before, there, before a religion becomes a religion, it's called a cult. But what is it about? It's about beliefs. It's belief, 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 belief. You believe this, you believe this, you believe this, you believe this, you believe, 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 believe. Right? So, are you not then a cult member? Haven't you joined the cult of normal? You want to be normal, don't you? And what is normal? You believe. By doing this, you will be normal. 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 All the things that you do to be normal because you have joined the cult of normal. It's all belief. Not knowing. Not knowing. And so do you think, do you think for a second that it is a mistake that Socrates says, no, die, Self. Begin from that. Point one. Know thy self. Not believe in yourself. <laughs> know thyself. Wow. Wow. You know, what would the difference be had he said, believe in yourself? This would be so much more palatable for the society today. Because they would be like, oh wait, I know what he means. We need to all believe in this. I mean, how many people do you think have been before us alive on the face of this earth? I mean, when it wasn't even that there was any science around No religion, no philosophy, no philosopher, 
And all these people before us, and all those people through the different ages, through the different eras, different countries, different parts of the world, different attitudes, different looks, different everything. Right? And not one of them left a clue to where they went. And not, I'm, I'm talking about in billions, okay? So we're, we're, not, we're not talking about a few thousand or a few hundred or a few tens or fives or threes or twos or ones. We're talking about billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of people. And they didn't leave a clue where they ended up. And here we are, staunch believers <laughs> in heaven and hell and paradise. Well, it just depends which, which part of the religion you practice. There's an ambiguity in that too. There's the real heaven and then there is the paradise where things are nice but you can't be there all the time. And then you've got St. Peter. And then you've got a gate. It's called the pearly gates. So if you've got a gate, then you must have a fence. So why does heaven have a fence? Is it to keep the people who are in heaven, keep them in heaven in case they want to leave? I mean, what would, be, what would be the point? Can you imagine how tired St. Peter would be day and night? Bring somebody comes up. Are you coming in or you're not coming in? You're coming in. I mean, it would make Tokyo Station look like a picnic. All day, all night, all day, and especially now with coronavirus. It would be ridiculous. But here is a very special thing. To go around and not believe that there is a heaven. That 
is seriously scary. To go around and believe that we don't come back, seriously scary. But, you know, if you look at the newspaper and read the obituary column, so-and-so died, so-and-so died, so-and-so died, so-and-so died. They don't have a column for so-and-so is back, so-and-so is back, so-and-so is back. Why not? <laughs> because they know that once you're gone, you're gone. No clue. Gone. I mean, and then there are people, oh yeah, I had a near-death experience. What is a near, what is a near experience? It's a person is dying of thirst. Hey, I had a near-water experience. You know, what, what would that be? I, I, you haven't been married, you're looking for a woman to marry, and I had a near marriage experience. I mean, what would be a near marriage experience? What would be a near flight experience? What would that be exactly? I almost heard the music. You know, I almost drowned. Well, if you didn't, you didn't. And if you did, you wouldn't be talking. But there is such a want to believe. When there is a whole, and, and, and is there anything wrong in believing? No. It's okay. You want to believe? Believe. Believe away. Because that side of you is the side that believes in what's coming next, which is wasn't, isn't, won't be. And that's all of this. How far, how big? The definition of it is as far as your eyes can see, it's all Maya. Wow. Wow. That's really broad. <laughs> that's really broad. That includes your apartment, your house. That includes your city. That includes your country. That includes the continent you're in. It's all Maya. Oh yeah, scientifically speaking too. It won't always be there. It wasn't there. 
This is the thing. That's the difference. That you look at it from the mind's eye, and the mind's eye says, it is there. And the heart's eye says, nope. Because you are not there. You are going to be gone. And when you are gone, all this will be gone for you. Is this something bad that I'm saying? Is this something horrible that I'm saying? No. Absolutely not. It's wonderful. Why is it wonderful? Because when you are gone, you will be gone. And that's it. Your husband that you love so much, your wife that you love so much, your children that you love so much, your relatives that you love so much, you will never see them again. Ever. Never. Ever. Your brother, your sister, you will never see them again. Is that bad? No, that's really good. Because take that to heart. And when you see your brother, when you see your child, when you see your husband, when you see your wife, remember that. And how precious each moment it is that you have with them. That you truly, truly cannot afford to space out that moment. Because there's no making up for the time that you waste. Can you imagine if you could accomplish that? That you stop wasting time? Wow, your level of efficiency of being on this earth will go sky high. <laughs> you will be chasing joy, contentment, peace like there is no tomorrow. Because you will know the reality that there is. No tomorrow. Never was. Never is. And never will be. Today, yeah. Tomorrow, no. You don't know how to live for today. But you know how to live for tomorrow. Why? Because you're such a strong believer. <laughs> That's what believing is all about. Tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. First mistake the believer makes. The assumption. 
that something is there that isn't. Without that assumption, no belief could ever be. The assumption that it is there when it isn't. And that assumption has to be made. If you can't make that assumption, you're in trouble. Because your life is so dependent upon belief after belief after belief after belief after belief after belief. And the poor heart, all it wants is to know, to know, to experience, to experience, to experience, to experience the divine, to experience the peace, to experience the joy, to experience the love, to experience the understanding. Hmm. You cannot change that which was, is, and will be. You're not, you can't. And you cannot change the rule that you weren't, you are, and you won't be. You can't change that. It is so. But then, there is something else going on. Which is, you think that that which isn't, wasn't, isn't, won't be. You think you think, you believe that it is when it isn't. So people say, you know, um, <laughs> so how, how, how does it work? I mean, I've got my, I have to have my job, I have to have this, I have to have that, I've got to work, I have to. Now here comes, and this, this has been going on for a long time, and people be like, Mr. Rawat, you know, you're not being practical. You're being impractical. There is the wall. The wall that she came through. The wall of birth. And there is a wall. It's called the wall of death. You're going to go through it. And these two walls, they just want to join together. And they're the most powerful walls you could possibly imagine. But they just want to join together. And this most powerful thing that you have is called the breath that holds the two walls apart, pushes them out. So you can be. You weren't, walls were together. 
You are walls are separated. You won't be, the walls will be together again. But so far, you are alive. His breath comes into you. These two walls are separated. So far they are. There's something wonderful happening. It's not a belief. It's not an idea. It's not a concept. But it's a reality. It's the reality of existence. It's not the problem. It is the solution to you having a fulfilled life. Don't be confused by the mind asking the questions. That is its nature. It will. <laughs> it will. How does it work? You love, you, first, you like somebody, right? Maybe you meet them, you like somebody. Then you meet them again, they meet them again. Then you fall in love. Then you fall in love. You, you're in love. And then what, what does this do? What does the mind do? It questions, how could you love me? Why do you love me? Lovers ask that. Why do you love me? And what is the answer? No reason. Because you won't like any reason. <laughs> if the person says, if your girlfriend says, oh, I love you because, and if she tells the truth, I love you because you're rich. <laughs> I love you because you're strong. So then you know when you get older, you're finished. What? But the mind, its nature, is to ask the questions. Heart has the nature of feeling, of experiencing. All is well. So far you understand the nature of this. There's no reason to become anxious. There's no reason for confusion. So far you understand this is how it is. If you are on land and the, the ocean is there and it's big storm is brewing in the ocean and you're standing on the land, so far you understand, don't go in the ocean. It's all okay. It's all good. Know your self. And that's what knowledge is all about. But how do you approach knowledge? 
I'm going to ask this question. Because <laughs> I think it's an incredibly important question. Do you approach knowledge from your mind or from your heart? Mind will not understand knowledge. Its nature is to question, so it'll, even if it experiences something, it'll question it. So when you sit down to practice, do you practice for your mind or for your heart? I need, I'm going to experience this, and now I'm going to experience this, now I'm going to experience this. And the mind will come and will ask you the question, are you experiencing this? Are you experiencing this? Are you experiencing this? See, that's the problem. Knowledge falls in the realm of the heart. Love falls in the realm of the heart. Joy falls in the realm of the heart. Peace falls in the realm of the heart. Love falls in the realm of the heart. And the words that I say to you also fall in the realm of the heart. Because they come from my heart for your heart. Simple as that. As simple as that. In fact, the truest simplicity also falls in the realm of the heart. The infinite falls in the realm of the heart. The divine falls in the realm of the heart. The truest happiness falls in the realm of the heart. Mind is quite capable of seeing and believing things that don't exist. You think I'm telling you a lie? This is how magicians make their money. They're not fooling your heart. They're just fooling your mind. They go, Shh! they create the distraction. And you're looking at the hand, and they're pulling something out of their hand, and, boom, boom, boom. and then you go, wow, how did you do that? Not for once would you ask, what? what purpose, what 
purpose gets solved by pulling a pigeon out of a hat. What is the point of it? Pigeons don't live in hats. What would be the entertainment value of pulling a pigeon out of a hat? None. None. But after you have paid a few dollars, stood in line, sat down, had a few drinks, and then the magician comes and he does this and there's a roll and he pulls out a pigeon out of his hat and flowers out of his sleeve and disappears. <laughs> I mean, what is the point? Really? Really? I mean, if somebody made you disappeared, this would be of some value to you? Can you imagine if a police officer, instead of giving you a ticket for speeding, just said, okay, I'll make you disappear? You come through immigration and you don't have right papers, you don't have the visa, you just disappear. Oh, but we are very entertained. Sawing somebody in half. That's criminal. And that is macabre. Don't you think so? We will gladly go. That, my friend, is the perfect example of what a mind does. That's mind. And wake up in the morning, open your window. And see the sun rise. Hmm? It's an incredible miracle. Incredible miracle. The last two days, I was in England. And those two days, I tell you, they were amazing. I went, well, one of the days I did the event, and then the day after that, I had to get ready to come here. It was the most beautiful days. Just, just a light breeze, sunshine, crystal clear. And the heart rejoices. So thankful that I could witness this. So there is the realm of the mind, there is the realm of the heart. Please, please know the difference between the two. Don't get them confused, because that confusion 
makes you very confused. The rest, enjoy this life, enjoy this time. Even though it's a hard time, be safe. Be safe. But do not, do not become alienated from the heart, from the joy, from the peace. Take care of yourselves. I'll see you. Thank you. Good night. Thanks for listening to today's podcast, courtesy of the Timeless Today app. If you want to learn more about what Prem Rao talks about, he offers a practical online course called Peak. To help you understand and experience personal peace, go to premrao.com, that's R-A-W-A-T, and click on Peak. Prem's book, Hear Yourself, How to Find Peace in a Noisy World, published by HarperCollins, is now available. For further information, go to hearyourselfbook.com. If you have any questions for Prem Raut about his new book or Life's Essentials podcast, please email us at lifeessentials with premraut at gmail.com.